Tonight we continue looking at the last words of Jesus just before the event of his crucifixion. The apostle John is our eyewitness. He has recorded these words for us. These are the actual words. Now I would warn you, do not become cold to that fact. Do not become indifferent to that fact. Jesus, our Savior, speaks these words stands up and takes the steps to the cross that will lead to our salvation as sinners, all done in His grace. Now, you might ask, well, how important are these words? Well, to give us perspective tonight, John will spend more of his gospel telling us of this account, giving us these words, than he will any other event in the life and the ministry of Jesus. No less than five of his 21 chapters are these words from these few fleeting hours. Again, tonight we move through these sacred words of Jesus. Tonight our message is entitled, The Believer's Constant Companions. The Believer's Constant Companions. Our sermon will be in two parts. We'll have the second part in the morning. Tonight our verses are found in John chapter 14, Tonight, verses 15 through 24. John chapter 14, verses tonight, 15 through 24. The believer's constant companions. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word. Beginning in verse 15, Jesus is speaking. He says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you will live also." In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come tonight. We're thankful for you tonight. We're thankful for this Saturday night. We're thankful for an opportunity to gather and to praise you and to worship you and to lift up our Savior, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you are and that you will be glorified in this event. Lord, I pray now as we begin to study your word, I pray, Lord, that that you would speak again on this 64th night, that you would lead, that you would move, that it would be the voice of our Savior that we would hear tonight. Lord, I pray that in that we would be led, we would be convicted if need be, we'd be drawn closer to you. And I I pray the fruit of this evening would be that believers 
draw closer to you, see you, know you, and love you. And that those that do not know you, that tonight in the hearing of the good news of a risen Savior would turn to you and trust you in faith. And I pray that every bit of it, all, all the pieces of it will have been for your glory. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Life is hard. Troubles are real. Heaven is not yet. Our mission is important. The enemy is vigilant. The world's wisdom is faulty. The culture is set against us. And Jesus is in heaven. How are we to live as his believers? How are we supposed to live in these days as followers of Jesus Christ? Uh, in our verses tonight, those are not only the statements of our context, of our world, they are also statements describing the context of the disciples. Those questions are not only our questions tonight, they were their questions as well. How do we live, and I'll just add tonight, how do we not just live but thrive as followers of Jesus Christ? That's the question. How do we not just live but thrive as followers of Jesus Christ? Well, tonight, Jesus tells us how. He tells them and tells us two ways by telling them and us of two necessary companions. If we're going to live as followers of Jesus Christ, these are our two necessary companions, God's Word and God's Spirit. Now, we're going to break this into two parts. Uh, it will be two messages with us looking at the first necessary companion, God's Word tonight. I'll pull the verses out pertaining to His Word tonight, this evening, and then we will address the other verses addressing his Holy Spirit tomorrow in the morning. And so let's go to our verses tonight. Jesus, shortly before the cross, continues in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now I want to look very carefully, very closely at this verse tonight. Jesus says, if you love me. Now think about that. If you love Jesus, if you know Jesus, if you enjoy Jesus, if you trust Jesus, if you value and adore Jesus, he says, if you love him, you will. Now that means you will do it. You will keep, now that word keep translates to stay with, to hold to, to live by, to obey. He says, if you love him, you will keep my commandments. Now, the word commandment is not talking about a specific set of commandments. Some might argue that. It is not talking about the recent commandment to love that we just heard from Jesus. It is referring to his commandments as a whole, the whole of his commandments. Other words that translate his ordinances, his statutes, his law. If you remember back when we went through Psalm 119, those words are all interchangeable 
and they are referring to his word. And so understand tonight, this is talking about the word of God. That's what he's addressing here. Not a very specific command, but the totality of his word. Jesus says, if you love me, you will adhere to, you will stay in, you will hold to, you will obey the word of God. Now I want you to see this tonight. This is not a command. This is not a command. The New International Version, when it translated, translates it, it says, if you love me, keep my commands. And that's how it's translated. If you love me, keep my commands. And it's like Jesus makes this loud demand before he leaves for the cross. He's going to leave and he says, if you love me, keep my commands. No, it is not a demand. It is a statement of reality. Jesus is saying, now watch this. This is how it is. If you love me, you will keep my word. If you love me, this will be the result. That is what Jesus is saying here. Now, I want you to see this. Remember the question, how do we live as believers? They're wondering that. We're wondering that today. The question, how do we live as believers? Well, let me just tell you this evening, the first thing is this, you have to want to live as a believer. That's the first place. Your heart's desire has to be to live as a believer. Now, there are a lot of people and they desire to go to heaven. There's a lot of people and they desire to have eternal life. There's a lot of folks and they desire to be saved. But in them, there's no real desire to live as a believer. Maybe you've seen folks like that. Yes, I want to go to heaven. But there's no, in their heart, real desire to live as a believer. I believe the reason for that is they do not really know Jesus. That's what I believe, and I think that's what these verses are saying. They do not know his grace. They do not know his love. They do not know his kindness, his faithfulness. They do not know Jesus because if they did, they would want to actually live as a believer. And that's why I think Jesus starts like this. If you love me, this is what naturally happens. If you love me, this is what normally happens. If you love me, I believe Jesus is saying, then this is the result. Think about that for a second. How are we to make it as believers? How were they to make it in Jesus' absence? Jesus says you will make it by staying in, by abiding in, by obeying my word. They wonder, how are we ever going to make it? You'll make it by staying in my word. And you'll make it because that is what naturally happens when you love me. Now listen, how encouraging is that? How awesome is that? He doesn't come and browbeat them. He doesn't say, well, if you love me, you'll truly do these things. He says, the natural result of loving me is that you will stay in my word. And the way you're going to live when I'm not here is by staying to, clinging to my word. That's an awesome thing. All right, let's go down in our verses to verse 21. 
Verse 21 is an awesome verse, a great verse. He who has my commandments and keeps them, there's that word again, is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Now, this is a loaded verse. This is a deep verse. I'm not sure we catch the full drift of this verse. Let me read it to you again. He who has my commandments, my word, and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. He says, he who has my commandments, his word, and keeps them is the one who loves me. Now understand, that is the mark of a person who loves Jesus. Let me ask you tonight, do you know when you're right with Jesus? I'll tell you when. It's when you crave his word. It's when you want to hear his word, when you want to study his word, when you want to know his word. It's when you need to hear his voice. And so listen, when you're, when you're right with Jesus, folks want to know, well, when am I right with Jesus? When you're right with Jesus is when you crave his voice and you want to know, hear his word. And the result of that is this. And he who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Now, I want you to stay with me. It's very, it's very important. This is, a, this is a very huge thing. First thing to be sure of, be sure of, this is not keeping God's word so that Jesus and the Father will love you. And understand, that would be a salvation of works that would be doing something to earn their love. That's not what this is talking about. It's not saying, if you'll keep my word and do these things, check off these rules, then my Father and I will love you. That's not what it's talking about. Now, I'll just tell you tonight, there are some that teach that, and there's some denominations that teach that, and, and if you adhere to that, listen, there's no, there's no peace in that. You have to work, and you can't ever mess up. You have to keep all the rules and somebody's watching to make sure you're keeping all the rules and you can't mess up and you have to run and you have to work and you have to strive and you can't mess up. Listen, that's not what this is talking about. This is you love Jesus, you are saved, and therefore you as your natural response hold to his word. Your natural response is you keep his word. Now here, listen to this. And when you do, Jesus' love is known to you. I'm going to just go through it. And the Father's love is known to you. And Jesus reveals himself to you. Now listen, you love Jesus. And because you love Jesus, you want to you keep his word, and you're found keeping his word. And when you keep his word, Jesus' love is known to you. The Father's love is known to you, and Jesus reveals himself to you. Hear this tonight. Listen very carefully. This is great news. Today, there are many people, and there may be some in here, that see God's word as a burden. And they, they see God's word, and it's, it's a burden to them. And it's hard, 
And it's a standard that's heavy. It's a standard they, they can't keep. And they, they see God's word and it's a duty to them. Oh, it's a big old book of duty. Duties for us to keep. Some folks would even say it's cold. It's, God's word is cold. And they'll say, oh, I have to read it. I know, I know. Well, I know we'll read it. I have to read it. They see God's word incorrectly. Those folks, you know what? It's too hard. They'd rather have an experience. They'd rather go somewhere. They'd rather feel something or they'd have somebody do something and they they have this great experience. Listen, I want you to know this tonight. I want you to hear it. God's grace and God's love are made known to you, are expressed to you in his word. Listen, you are so loved. We've seen that for 64 nights. You are so loved by our God. You are radically loved. His love for you is wild. It is crazy. And God's love is manifest to you. It is made known to you as you're in his word. You are loved by the Father, and you are loved by Jesus through the word of God. Now, that's, that's tremendous. That's awesome. I, I want to I say that again. You are loved by God. You are loved by Jesus through the word of God. That's tremendous. He loves you through his word. Now, I'll just tell you tonight, God's word is the greatest blessing. We live in a day where we don't want to hear it. We're too busy for it. It's too hard to understand. I want to tell you tonight, God's word is the greatest blessing. I believe that. I've come to know that. God's word tells us how to live. It tells us how to guard our hearts. It tells us how to avoid the troubles in life that would shake us to our cores. It tells us the actual best way to live. It tells us how to be closer to him. Hear me tonight. If I have any advice, this will be my advice to any person. Hear me tonight. The greatest thing that you can do on any day and in any hour and in any situation, the greatest thing you can do is be in the word of God. Listen, that's the greatest thing. I don't care what education degrees you stack up. I don't care what business success you put together. I don't care what things you're enjoying that you count as success. The greatest thing you can do at any time, at any place, and in any situation is spend time in the word of God. You know why? You'll be loved through it. God loves us through his word. The last of the verse says, and I will disclose myself to him. Now he says, through his word, your love, the father's love is made known. His love is made known. But then he says, and I will disclose myself to him. Now, the word for disclose in the original language means to manifest. It means to reveal. It means to make known. Now, I want you to watch this. Jesus is leaving. First, he's going to leave through death on the cross. Then after that, he's going to be resurrected, and he's going to ascend and go to heaven. He is not going to be with them. There's going to be separation. And Jesus says, however, you will see me. I will disclose myself 
in my word. What a tremendous thing he tells them. I'm going to leave. There's going to be separation. But if you want to see me, I will disclose myself in my word. Today we have this thought, oh, I'd like to see Jesus. You ever think that? I read something the other day. said, well, if he was sitting on my bed talking to me in my life, my day would be a lot better. I'd like to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I'd do a lot better if I could see Jesus. If he, if he went with me and I hung around with him, I'd sin a whole lot less. My life would be a lot better. If I, I would do better if I could just be with Jesus. I wish I were like John. I wish I were like Peter. Jesus says, listen to me, his words. Not only does he show us his love, Not only does he love us through his word, he shows us himself through his word. Friends, I want to tell you tonight, I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus, and I'll tell you this, I'm not waiting until I get to heaven. He shows us himself through his word. You want to see Jesus not go to his word. How do we live as believers? We make the word of God our companion. We make the word of God our companion. Verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot, they have to put that. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you're going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? Then verse 23, verse 23 is a tremendous verse again. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Man, listen. (laughs) Listen to that again. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him. Now listen. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Now it's close to a restatement. It sounds like it is a restatement. But there's something new added to the verse. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Again, we see that is the normal response. That is the natural response. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. I want to stop right here for just a second. Don't you already want to spend more time in God's word? I'm serious. Don't you already want to spend more time in God's Word? Don't you already regret tonight time wasted neglecting the Word of God? Aren't you ready right now to spend more time in God's Word? Did you know that's a sign that you're saved? That's what the verses are saying. That's a sign that you're saved. If you're sitting here right now and say, you know what? I wish I hadn't wasted that time. I wish I'd have been more diligent this past year. Starting right now, I'm going to figure out how to spend more time in God's Word. That is a sign that you are saved. That's what Jesus is saying. Now, that's just a bonus. Let me keep going. The verse continues, and my Father will love him. Now, again, we've seen this. God's love is revealed. It is found, it is expressed, God's love is given through his word. God loves us through his word. He so loves us that he sent his only begotten son that we would be saved. Now he loves us through his word. He talks to us, he encourages us, he guides us. Jesus shows us himself, he loves us through his word. 
The last of the verse is great. Let me tell you this. Good job being here tonight. Good job listening tonight. This, this is one of the greatest things I've seen in a while. Let me read all verse 23 again. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Listen to this. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Jesus says that. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Now listen, that's not salvation by works. It's not if you keep his word, if you keep his rules, he will make his abode with you. No, what this is saying, when we stay in his word, he says this, we will come to him. The one that is staying in the word, we, the father and the son, we will come to him. Listen, if that's you, we will come to you and we will make our abode with him. The one that's staying in the word, we, the Father and the Son, we will come and we will make our abode with him. If that's talking about you, it is you. We will make our abode with you. Now listen, the word abode is no small thing. It's actually the same word as is found in verse 2. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. You remember that from the other day? In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. Here it is the same word, and it still means the same. It means dwelling places or rooms. I'm almost too excited to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. Listen very carefully. What it means is that in verse 2, through the cross, Jesus prepares us a dwelling place with God in heaven. And it means through his word in verse 23, he takes up a dwelling place with us right now. Now what that means is through the cross, we will reside with them one day, but through his word, he resides with us today. That's what it means. He takes up a room with us when we're in his word. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. One of our companions is the word of God. When we're in it, the Father and the Son take up residence with us. Praise the Lord. Verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words. There it is. And the word which you hear, it's not mine, but the Father who sent me. He says, he who does not keep my word doesn't love me. The one that doesn't love me doesn't keep my word, doesn't stay in it, doesn't obey it. It's obedience. And then he adds to that, to reject his word, Jesus' word, is to reject the Father's word. If you reject the words of Christ, you're rejecting the word of God. Here it is. We're about done. How do we live as believers? Here he is, and he's about to stand up, And he's about to walk out of here and head to the garden there. He'll be arrested. From there, he'll have a mock trial and he'll end up nailed to a Roman cross. He is going to be separated. From there, he'll be be resurrected. Shortly after that, he'll be ascending to heaven. He'll be separated. How are they ever to make it outside of Jesus? 
His word has to be their constant companion. Listen to me today. Listen to me tonight. If we're going to make it today as followers of Jesus Christ, our constant companion has to be the word of God. There's a call in the message tonight, and it's this. So get in the word. Get in the word. Listen, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, he is the living word. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, he is gracious and he is kind to sinners. And my plea to you is get in the word. Put your faith in Jesus. He will forgive you. He will save you. If you don't know Jesus, get in the word. And if you do know Jesus, my cry is the same. Get in the word. Get in the word. It has to be our constant companion. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear me, Father, we come, and I am so thankful for this news. I'm so thankful for the hope that I have. And Lord, I got a place in heaven. I got a place with you. I didn't earn it. You bought it on the cross. I look forward to that place. But I'm thankful for tonight. The revelation of God is that when I'm in your word, you have a room with me. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Lord, I pray that we'd be people of the word, that we would hear it, that we would we'd be starved for it, that we would crave it, that we would study it, that we would memorize it, that we would speak it, that we would proclaim it. Lord, help us to be people of your word. And Lord, I pray if there's one that's listening that doesn't know the good news of our living word, Jesus, I pray that tonight in the hearing of good news that they would turn and they would trust you, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you'd remove any hindrance. Lord, we praise you on this Saturday night. We exalt you. Oh, what a Savior we have. We exalt you. We give you this time. We ask that you move and that you work and that you'd be known through it. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close our time together with a time of response, a time of invitation. And I want to tell you the good news stands on this 64th night, this Saturday night. The good news is this. In your sin, you've earned a punishment. In your sin, you're cut off. In your sin, you're hopeless. In your sin, you're dead. You're an enemy of God. That's what the Bible says. But we have a Savior for sin. Our Savior Jesus comes. He doesn't ever sin. He goes to the cross of Calvary carrying my sin and your sin. There he dies for it, paying the penalty for it. God's wrath towards sin poured out on him, if you can imagine that. He dies. He pays for it in his own blood, in his own life. He dies. They put him in a grave. He's actually, physically, literally dead. The payment is paid in death. And three days later, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is this. He walks out of that grave and he's alive and he stands as the risen lamb, our savior, our king, the hope for sinners. I want to tell you the good news tonight is this. If you'll turn to him, if you'll trust him as the remedy for your sin, call him your savior. Tonight, you shall be saved. You'll be saved, forgiven, restored, renewed, redeemed, saved in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted Christ, trust him tonight. Trust him tonight. If you're here and you've trusted him, but you've never followed a believer's baptism, I want to give you an opportunity as well to, to, to say, well, I want that testimony to stand. You come, and we'll set a date, and it'll be the great day of testimony, of celebration, pointing to our Savior Jesus. If you're here looking for a church home and you believe that God has led you here, you come as well. Together, we'll serve upholding his word, for his glory until he comes again. Maybe on this Saturday night, you want to come pray here at an altar. Maybe you want to come and pray for this effort. Maybe you want to come pray with me. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. Our God is gracious, powerful in all things. 
As we stand and sing, if you have a decision to make, you step out. You come on. I'll meet you here. You come on. I'll meet you here.